Welcome to Success Coaching with Eric Reed. This show is for you if you'd like to develop more strategic growth in your business and in your life, become more profitable, and develop the strategies to leading a happier, more balanced life. And now your host, Eric Reed. afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Success Coaching Radio. I am your host, Eric Reed, and it is my privilege to um, really get to spend some time with you this afternoon. I, I can see from the call queue that many of you are returning uh, to tune into this, and I, and I appreciate it. And, you know, I always get some messages after the fact through those who have discovered us through uh, rebroadcast or somebody has shared this with them or told them about the show. And so to those of you who this is your first time tuning in, welcome. I hope you enjoy. The intent of this show is for us to gather together for, you know, 30 minutes or so and, and just talk about some strategies that we can use to help build our life of success. You know, I, I think success not as some end goal, but as a series of goals that we achieve to live a life of harmony um, both in our business and our personal life. And today I was sort of coming into this show with a bit of a, a slump attitude. Now, we all get stuck in a slump. Let's, let's not lie and tell everybody everything is always good. You know, Facebook allows us to paint that picture often that everything is really wonderful. And Instagram allows us to say that we always eat the best food. And Pinterest says that we go to the best places or we're the most crafty. But the truth is, in our lives and in our businesses, we all hit periods of slumpness. I think that's a word. And if not, after today, it will be. That period where, where you just feel like, you've, I use the expression, mud on your boots. You know, you feel like you just can't quite gain the momentum as if something's sticking to you. And every time you try and lift up your foot to take a step forward, it feels overweighted and it feels cumbersome so to speak. And so that's kind of what I see a slump as. And so today's show is 13 and a half. Yeah, a half. 13 and a half ways to break out of any slump and get motivated. And, and you saw that I posted Dr. Seuss. I, I think reading Dr. Seuss itself should be a slump breaker. But as he says, when you're in a slump, you're not in for much fun. Unslump yourself is not easily done. Yeah, and, and so true, because when we're in a slump, it's like being in a box. We can't see up over the edge enough to know. You know it said that in 1965, Hall, Hall of Famer Willie Mays went through a 0-24 slump. He went up to bat 24 consecutive times, and he got out, like game after game, day after day, failure after failure. I mean... Okay, the first, second, third, fourth, even the fifth time, you could probably say, ah, it's just, you know, things aren't going my way. But somewhere around number 12, 13, 14, you begin to wonder if this is going to become who you are. Like, if this is the new you, like, am I always going to be no-hit Willie Mae? Um, and just imagine how standing in front of that, those crowds must feel. Because 24 times up to bat and nothing changed, I, I'm not sure I'd be coming out of the dugout 
But what made Willie Mays great and what makes the story somewhat ironic is that it stops at number 24. He was able to find what he needed inside himself to break that. And so if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a solopreneur, a mompreneur, even if you're involved in business and you feel like you're in that slump, and I work with a lot of people that depend on sales and lead generation in order to grow their business. And, you know, we have those days where every lead we call seems to hang up before the phone dials. Trust me, you can get out of that slump. That slump is not a permanent condition. Remember, Willie Mays stopped at number 24. He broke the slump. So I want to give you is these, these simple techniques that can help you become more positive and motivated. And in that, you'll break the slump. So the first number, the first one is simply acknowledge it. Just acknowledge it. A slump is no different than any other problem or obstacle in life. You can't simply stick your head in the sand and say it doesn't exist. You know, the numbers show up, the bank account balance reflects it. You know, you, you know it's happening. So admit it, accept it. Tell yourself it's okay. I'm in a low spot. Because from there, from the awareness, from the acknowledgement, from the place of recognition is when we get to move to the next and begin to get out of the slump. And so number two is accept it. And accept it for what it is. Not for what you think it is, but accept it for what it is. And this is really saying things like, this won't last forever. I've, I feel like this is a failure, but I know it will get better. And my mind is always, this too shall pass. And to accept that statement of this too shall pass, or this won't last forever, or I'm not a failure, this just isn't working kind of statement, I know that I can reflect back in my mind on other times that I felt like I was in a slump, and it ended, that I became unslumped. And so number three is be open to letting it go. Just let it go. Like, as I say all the time in our house to my eight-year-old son, dude, let it go. Like, be aware that the more you focus on the slumpiness, the more energy you put in to, to sitting in the mud, the harder it's going to be to get up and get out of it. You're going to start to lose your perspective. You're going to start to lose the vision that, that you're driving towards. And, and so my mother was always famous. Whenever we would come to the house and we'd be having a pity party, you know, we all know that expression, quit having a pity party. She would just point to the back door, like, go take it somewhere else. Like, this doesn't happen. You want to have a pity party? Fine. Go have your pity party, but go that direction. And in doing so, what she was really saying is like, look, I'm not buying into it. You're not getting my sympathy. I'm not going to accept this as the, the permanent reality. So, you know, go over there. And what I mean by with that is just be open to letting it go. Don't make it as big and consuming. Move on to something else for a minute. Then number four, I want to encourage you to talk about it. You know, when you're stuck, when you're in a slump, when things are, are challenging, getting out and talking to somebody else. And when I say talking about it, let's get really, really clear, really, really fast. I'm not saying whine about it. I'm saying meet with somebody, explain the situation, explain what's going on, see it 
for what it is, and then sit back and listen. Because you begin to realize that, one, other people have been there, done that, and felt it too, and they got out. But also when you say things and talk things out, you may discover a solution or they may help you discover the solution. And so when you're stuck in that dark place, when you're starting to think that, you know, we're the only ones that have ever felt this way, go find somebody to talk to. You know, and, and number five is, again, don't throw that pity party. Don't, but, and it, you know, it sort of back ends to number four is don't try and find as many people as you can to join your story. You know, it's so easy for when we're in a slump and when things are going bad to, to there are people will naturally come to you and they'll, Oh, I understand. Don't worry about it. We've all been there as a matter of fact. And it becomes more than one person sharing the story, more than one person echoing what's happening. And it keeps growing and growing. And pretty soon you have a whole community of people that are saying, yes, we feel you. We know you. We're part of you. Let's all get together every Wednesday at three o'clock and complain about how horrible our life is going and that we're stuck in this slump. That's only going to prolong it. And it has no benefit. It's just a pity party, a place to feel sorry and hopeless and lost. And you entered into entrepreneurship. You entered into business because you wanted to be bigger. You wanted to be better. You wanted to be more than average. You have large dreams that need to be filled. And you don't have time to hang around with people that want to get stuck. I mean, let's get honest here. We're adults. We know what we can do to change our minds and change our behaviors. We just got to do it. And sometimes we got to do it by getting out of the company of those people that aren't willing to do it. And so number six is go on a positive mental diet. Now, while I, I, I talk to my friends and think about what's going on, I avoid, and I'm in a slump, I avoid negative news. I avoid negative people. I avoid ignore stories that that reinforce that feeling of sometimes hopelessness and depression. Go choose the things that you're going to bring into your mind that will move you in the direction you want to go. If your mind is being filled with CNN and Fox and HSN and constant negative news networks and things like that, and you're in a slump, then pretty soon you're going to start reticular activator looking for other people that are in the same slump, and then you're going to stay there, and it just becomes that vicious hamster wheel. So clean out the, the, the junk that you're feeding. Choose a positive mental diet. And, and number seven is raise your energy level. And when I say raise your energy level, I mean physically raise your energy level. So if, if you're in a slump, it's a natural tendency to sort of hunker down, slow down, grab our cozy blanket, sit on the couch, and just come to a complete stop. When if you want to get out of that slump, if you want to get motivated again, you need to get up and move. You've got to move those muscles. You've got to change that rhythm of your body. So go for a walk. Do a workout. You know, find some push-ups. Put on some music and fake it. You know, if you're not a great dancer, just make energy happen around you. I always say that it's difficult to be unhappy when you're skipping. Try it. Now, get in your worst mood. Conjure up the worst mood you can come up with and then try and skip across the room two or three times and see how long that mood lasts. 
So find energy. You know, this may sound a little odd, but number eight is thank it. Because everything in life is a lesson. And you don't just go through a slump to go through a slump. You go through a slump because there's something you're supposed to learn. And if you're in that moment, there should be an experience, whether the slump occurred because you didn't know. I've got a business slump. My sales are down. Okay, how, when did you notice this today? How long have you stopped prospecting, lead generating, closing deals, showing up to work on time? How many days have you gone out or, oh, maybe that's the lesson is that when I do these behaviors, they manifest in my business 30, 45 days later. Or I'm not feeling, oh, can you tell me what you did yesterday, what you did the week before? What were you doing when you felt great that you've stopped doing? I work with some people who are writers, and they'll say I'm in a writer slump. I'm like, okay, so what changed? Well, what do you mean what changed? Did something change in the story, the plot, the characters that you're having a hard time grasping, or did something change in the way you're approaching it? Because there's got to be a lesson in everything in life the good and the slumpiness. You know, there's this expression that says, and once the storm is over, you won't remember how you made it through, how you managed to survive. You won't even be sure whether the storm is really over. But one thing is certain, when you come out of a storm, you won't be the same person who walked in. And that's what this storm is all about. That's what this slump is all about. Make sure when you're in it, you're seeing it and learning from it and gaining from it. You know, number nine, surround yourself with positive people. As Jim Rohn says, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And, you know, I add to that, that I include the five people that you spend the most time with, including those on TV, so to speak, is because we live in such a social media world and we have instant access that sometimes those five people can be the people in your Twitter feed or on your Facebook feed or in your, um, on your TV. And so filter out who are you spending the most time with? How are they? Are they positive, negative? Are they talking about big dreams and getting on task and going to the gym and being motivated? Or are they talking about the sadness of the day? And so, Make sure you surround yourself with positive people. And one of the things you could do right now, today, if you're in a slump, is, is go through your, 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 your Rolodex or your contact list and, and say, okay, who is the, who's the most positive person on this list? Who are the five most positive people on this list? Great. I need to make an appointment to be with them in the next 48 hours by phone or by person. Because you'll start to gain that momentum and start to move your way out of it. You know, number 10 on my, my list of 13 and a half ways to break out of a slump and get motivated is really just to, to shock your system, so to speak. And, and what I mean by that is if you're a person that's a night owl, try and wake up early. If you're super serious, you know, and the disc profile that, kind of personality, then find, go to a, a, a nightclub, a comedy club, and laugh ridiculously. You know, if you're always online or on the, the phone, then take a digital detox. 
what I'm really encouraging you to do is get out of the routine because sometimes in that routine is where we sort of in the slump, that everything is always the same and the same old, same old, and it feels like I'm just rinsing and repeating my life and it's not going the way I want. Well, if it's not going the way you want and the current system isn't working, then let's flip the system upside down. See what happens. See what changes occur. And, you know, have cereal for dinner. Who knows? It may be the, the magic key that gets you thinking differently. Because when we shake up our routines, when we do things different, when we shock our system, our awareness has to change. And we've all had this happen. And it happened to me most recently is I took the car in for service. And so why it was being serviced, I had a different car. And so uh, it's a it's a manual transmission. And if you drive a manual transition, transmission, you know that sometimes the reverse is up and over. And sometimes it's down and back. And oddly enough, the regular car is down and back the uh, rental car was up and over. So it took me a couple days to get used to up and over, up and over, up and over. Got the regular car back that I've been driving now for over a year and a half. And the first thing I said was, wow, this is really different. I'm not used to driving this car. Now, I had been driving for a year and a half. I only took a week off from it. And I was when I came back into it, it felt completely different. So by shaking up that routine in the middle, by changing something, even for a short period of time, my awareness, my, my focus, my attention to what was routine had to be brought back in alignment. And in doing so, things changed. So don't be afraid to shock up your system. You'll be okay. Trust me. You'll be okay. So number 11, help someone else. One of the best ways to change your entire mood is to help someone else. When you're able to give time, I think it's one of the best gifts you can give to others, but your time and your attention and your focus to someone else, one, it draws your awareness to what you have. And then sometimes when we're in a funk, in a slump, having that awareness of what we have makes us grateful which is really number 12, but it also brings us into an awareness that we can give. And we give to others, and they, they reflect that gratitude and that, that gratefulness. And we see that we have something of value and service. It changes a lot of things. And so take time out to help somebody else. If you're in the middle of the slump and you're so self-absorbed with how horrible and pitiful and rotten and everything is just, you know, the slump talk. Get out of your own self and go and give to others. Trust me, it works every time. Now, I'm not saying you have to do something major like, you know, go on a mission trip for a year. I'm saying go to school. Offer to read a book to kindergarten class. Find a neighbor that you know could use your help with cleaning up some yard work or the garage or drop a meal off or when you go into the office, Bring something special for the team. You know, just think of someone else for a minute. Find a way of lifting their day. And in turn, you'll be lifted. So number 12, I kind of hinted at, but it's be grateful. 
When you're stuck in a slump, it's easy to feel like there's nothing good in your life. You know, I hear it from my kids every so often. This is the worst day ever. Ever? Is always my response. Well, not ever. And pretty soon, I start to guide them into what makes today great. And they'll say, okay, this isn't the worst day ever. This is just the worst hot dog I ever ate. You know, when we get in a slump, we sort of take that, that mood feel and we spread it across everything. You know, it's like peanut butter. It sticks to everything and makes a mess. And if we can only take a moment, become grateful. And I do this as a daily practice. I write down my gratitudes. I write down the things I'm thankful for. But if you just take a moment and, and, and become grateful and, and, you know, I'm grateful for my kids' laughter. I'm grateful for my daughter who comes home every day with a picture for me. I'm great. And just go through that list. I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for a show that allows me to express ideas with others. You know, I just be grateful for a moment. And pretty soon you'll say, okay, life isn't that bad. Maybe this particular situation, this particular hour, this particular call, yeah, going to mark that down is not so great, but it's not my entire life. Number 13 is take action. Yeah, I know. Pretty simple. But it's now time to take action. Decide one step that you can take to pull yourself out of the slump. You know, if I was Willie Mays and I was at number 22 in my going to bat and not getting a hit, I probably would call a batting coach. I would probably check my eyesight. I would probably check my stance. I would probably meet with somebody that could look at me and analyze what's going on and and tell me if it's technique or if it's mindset or if it's something else. And then I could begin to take action to change it. If you're in a business and you're in a business that requires you to get on the phone and call people and they're picking up the phone on the other side, but they ain't buying what you're selling, might be important to talk to a business coach about your technique and what you're doing and how you're doing it or how you're approaching it. If you're in a fitness program and you've reached this slump where the numbers aren't changing on the scale and the dresses aren't getting smaller and the food isn't tasting the way it used to, then let's talk as a diet coach and find out what you can do to get back in the game and not let the slump stay forever. But you've got to begin to take some kind of action. So, Look at what you're doing right now. Figure out something very, very small. Start really small. And the whole point is really just to do something. Something that will make you feel better. Starting right now. Now, I've been told that during this horrible stretch that Willie Mays was in the middle of, he would, um, he wound up breaking, he ended up breaking the National League for home runs and was named MVP um, as he came out of it. But what he had to do is begin to just believe that, you know, he had a choice. I could sit in the dugout and just give up, let it go, wait for some external circumstance to change, which, by the way, external only changes when internal does. Um, Or I could get up and I could swing the bat one more time. Just one more time. Take me to bat. And guess what? That was number 25. And he got a hit. And then 26 and 27. And on and on and on. And we don't really write the story of 26 to whatever or 25 to whatever. But what we do know is that at the end of the story, he had the National League record for home runs. 
And he was named MVP. How he got out of the slump. And so that's number 13. And number 13 and a half to me is, you know, I, 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 as a person of faith and a person who reflects and meditates daily, you know, number 13 and a half is just take time and stop. Just come to a complete stop. And I know that's odd that it follows take action, but take a moment and recognize who you are and say, I'm enough. I am enough. Everything that is within me is enough to get this job done. And I am no longer going to sit here in the mud on my butt complaining about how horrible and unfair life is because truth is life is pretty damn great and I'm going to go after it and take it because as Dr. Seuss says, I got places to go. You know, it's one of the, my favorite books, you know, the places you will go. It's probably one of the most high school college gifted books, but as it says, you're off to great places. Today's your day. Your mountain is waiting. So get on your way. You know, how can you not end up out of a slump when you read a Dr. Seuss book? I actually have on my bookshelf um, Dr. Seuss Inspirational. I forgot what the title is, but um, quotes from Dr. Seuss. I think the whole thing's a quote, but uh, that's sort of different. So let's go back over it real quick. 13 and a half ways how to break out of a slump and get motivated. The one, we're going to acknowledge it. Number two, we're going to accept it. Number three, we're going to be open to letting it go. Just toss it out the window and say it's over. Number four is we're going to talk about it. Number five is we're not going to sit in the middle of a pity party and invite others to join us and send out invitations to it. Number six is we're going to go on a positive mental diet. We're going to look for information and resources that can feed us positive thoughts. Number seven is we're going to work on raising our energy level, our physical energy level. Number eight is we're going to, we're going to thank it. We're going to actually sit to the slump or to the period we're in and say, thank you for the lessons I'm learning. We're going to dig in and tear out those lessons because as soon as we do, we're going to be back in our way. Number nine is I'm going to make sure that the five or surround myself with positive people. Make sure that the five most positive people I can find, whether it's in video, whether it's, you know, in a book, whether it's a personal friend, I'm going to dive in and surround myself with them. You know, I take time sometimes when I'm kind of in a funk, you know, when I've had an energy low, when I'm sort of losing some focus, um, I'm, I will take time and, and, and look into a video, an inspirational video, and surround myself with that person even for three minutes. And number 10 was we're going to shock our systems. We're going to mix it up a little. We're going to change the way we're behaving and change the way we're thinking and doing things and see what comes out of it. Number 11, we're going to get out of ourselves and start working about others. We're going to find a way to help somebody else, big or small. We're going to make a commitment to doing something for somebody else so that we can regain our momentum. Number 12 is we're going to be grateful. You know, we're going to sit down and realize who we are and what we've got going on in our life isn't so damn bad. And we're going to be grateful for it. We're going to stand up and really own it as who we want to be. And number 13, we're going to take action. Now, maybe I'm going to switch 13 to 13 and a half. 
The 13 right now is the way I've got it, is we're going to take action. We're going to get up and start doing something, something small, something significant, but something small. You know, if you're in a slump, you're only going to get better by going back up to bat. You're only going to be recognized as MVP and national record holder and home runs if you get up and go to bat. And like I said, number 13 is really, 13 and a half is really to tell yourself, I am enough. And I mean that in the most positive, powerful way. I am enough. Within me contains all the universe. And in that universe, I have the power to change everything. So therefore, I am enough. And I will no longer allow myself to sit in this slump and stop. Because as we know, and as Dr. Seuss reminds us, you're off to great places. Today is your day. Your mountain is waiting. So get on your way. And that's what I want to encourage each of you to do today. Through this and and, and other things, is just get out of the way. Start living your dream. Stop waiting for others and take control. And if I can help you in any way along that journey as a coach, let me know. Because that's what I like to do. That's what my passion is, is to help people live their life more fully to get unstuck, to take their businesses and their lives to the next level. So thank you very much for your time today. Make sure you're checking out the website, ericgreed.com. We've got a bunch of events and classes and trainings coming up over the next couple of weeks that I'm sure you're going to be a part of. And until we get together next, many blessings and have a fantastic day. joining us. For more information, go to ericgreed.com. That's ericgreed.com. And like us on Facebook slash Eric G. Reed Success Coaching. Join us next time for Success Coaching with Eric Reed.